Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the SWP. Why we are cranking out weekly tales of sports and whatever. Maybe a little late this week. Maybe a little late with our latest episode. Blame it on the slack arsery. Today we've got lots to get into today because it's been, oh, I don't know, 11 days since our last show. There's lots, surely there's lots to talk about. It is Steve Warren along with Jim Jerome. I'm in Ottawa. He's in Edmonton. Jimmy, how are you? I'm good. I was Thanks. watching, uh, Stevie, I was watching some live golf tour over the last couple of days. It's on yeah. It's on game game television or whatever it's called. Okay. Game television network. Weird, weird, uh, weird streaming channel to pick it up, but uh, so I watched it. Yeah, you're going to really appreciate the great coverage of the PGA when you watch the the coverage they have of Live. Uh, it's just kind of like I don't I don't know. There's like four guys I might be interested in looking at, yeah. and I'm losing my I'm losing my um for it, Steve. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off. Uh, uh, well, I mean, how do we feel about so much man leg? Well, yeah, that looked the sh- weird. The yeah, shorts that, are weird. The shorts make it look like it's not serious. Yeah, and yeah, it does. Uh, and Sergio, you look terrible in shorts. Right, you look terrible in shorts. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll be. I, I don't know if it'll if it'll succeed for the fan. Uh, what is interesting is how those players end up there. Uh, you know, there's some obvious, right? Phil apparently got two hundred million. Justin got a hundred. Dustin. I don't know, yada, yada, yada. Other other lesser knowns got 20 or 30 mil mm-hmm. to show up. Uh, the other guys, I would probably think, no, you're getting nothing uh, because if you win, you grab 4 million or something. Right. So all that all that now, Steve, is kind of settled down and and it's not working. It's not working for me. It's, 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 like, it's like taking, you know, f- four teams out of the NHL uh, and some of them are going to be the best teams, you know, Dustin and Brooks Kepka and so. So if you're going to take four of them out, and they're and they're going to just play amongst themselves for a while, and then what else you toss in this other league, Steve? Are some university teams? Sure. Okay, or some college teams? Uh, you know, some some minor league teams, and they're going to have their own league. And uh, the way they got there is because all the players get five mil, right? Yeah. Right. You're gonna go. Oh boy, this is a uh, this is crazy. What's happening? Boy, this breakaway league is nuts, man. I wonder why. And then you're gonna go click. What what's on the NHL today? What's on? Yeah. The well, that's the thing. There's no tradition behind it. You need that heritage to it as a sports fan. The PGA is the established league. I'm not saying it'll never work, but the Saudis are gonna have to back that thing with crazy money for the next thirty years before it starts really making in ground inroads. And stealing away PGA viewers, I liken it to the NHL versus the WHA. Like, did you know? It's it's still hockey and everything, but there's guys out there playing for the Avco Cup and not the Stanley Cup. Right. It's just it's right. just not the same. And so, I'm not saying that Lib will never work, but that's the problem for me. Uh, a the man leg, but then on top of that, <laughs> you've got the issue of I just don't know what they're playing for exactly, and and what they're I do know, but it doesn't mean anything to me, so I just don't care. It's just a it's a pocket stuffer, and it doesn't inspire anybody, I don't think. Well, here's the other thing. You know, here, uh, Charles Howell the uh, third from uh, Gilligan's Island. Uh, okay. <laughs> Husband he, of so, Lovey. Yeah, he's been, he's been on tour forever, okay? Super nice guy and all that jazz. Really nice. Uh, so he wins an event. 
okay, on the live. He's, he's crossed over. So when you hear that, you're not going, well, oh, my God, I got to watch the highlights of Charles Howell winning the freaking live thing. Yeah. It just, the only reason he won is because it's a limited field. Because right. he's he's done he's done shit in the on the PGA, and the reason he's done shit is because it's the best competitive golf going, right? So I don't know what's going to happen. I've, I I originally when it came around, you know, I thought, oh look out, look out. Yeah, um, the only way it works, Steve, is if they peel a bunch more players right away from the PGA. So anyway, yeah, almost um, all of them for sure. Um, yeah. the, I guess the big story, and, and before we get to this, <laughs> you mentioned Thurston Howell. You've you've seen the Twitter account Super Seventy Sports. No, I'll write it down. Well, okay. you need to you need to follow him. He's fantastic. He's right in our age group. Big Expos fans from the states, but yeah. man, is he funny! And okay. he does a lot of pop culture stuff. And he did a Gilligan's Island tweet the other day that just broke me up. And he said, "When I was a kid, I thought uh, Thurston Howell's wife Lovey was about eighty-eight years old, and now that I've gotten a little older, I've decided there was actually a pretty." strong third option after Ginger and Marianne. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's funny. He's great. Uh, The other aside, Stevie, okay, um, which is, uh, I love Bruno Mars. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, Bruno Mars. I like his dancing and all that. Here's the other one, Steve. Now, don't just just calm down when I tell you this, but it may be my number one that I want to see. Okay. Adele. Adele? Yeah, I love Adele. Okay. Hello. So, yeah, so Stevie, I live, uh, you know, a quick plane ride to Vegas. Adele and Bruno Mars have shows there. They call them residencies, Adele. Okay. So I thought, you know, I thought, what would I spend to go see Adele mm-hmm. or Bruno Mars? I'm going, I might step out. I'm, I might buy a ticket there for three or $400. Okay, I'm going. What I? I don't know. That seems like a lot of money. So I looked into it, Steve, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's wondering about Vegas. Uh, Okay, so if I want to grab one ticket, Steve, fifteen hundred. What? Yeah, American. Okay, fifteen hundred, Steve. Okay, per seat, each ticket. So I'm going with that. That's too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> when did the world get so greedy? When did that happen? Sometime in our lifetime, it just became ridiculously greedy. Yeah. So I thought, well, forget that. Maybe I'll go buy a medium price ticket for Adele. Okay? Because I want to go see her in Vegas. Okay, Stevie? Yeah. $4,800 American for one ticket. You want to get a good seat, Steve? <laughs> okay. There's tickets available, front row there, front row. There's a couple. There's only a couple left, Steve. Okay. $9,500. That's stupid. Like, I I thought I was looking at a misprint. Okay. <laughs> like, the cheapest ticket for Adele is $1,700. What does that say to your fan base as well? <laughs> I don't know. She knows full well that 90% of her audience, which is very large, I get that, that 90% of their audience is, is not going to be able to pay that, and she doesn't care. Yeah. Screw Bruno that. Mars, 1500 It's cheaper to fly to fucking Mars than it is to go to a Bruno <laughs> Mars concert. <laughs> Jesus, man. Holy God. 
Uh, yeah. Anyway. No, I understand your your attraction to Adele because while she sings like a bird and she just seems so, I don't know, just, she just seems there's a, like a purity about her. And then you actually hear her and she's like, she is a, uh, she loves a little profanity. She's got that great in- yeah. English accent and she's dropping F-bombs left and right. I said, uh, when you brought her name up, I said, you know what? That would probably be right in Jimmy's wheelhouse when you get down. It there. was. Yeah, yeah. I love her. At the, I, I heard her walk off. She does F uh, F bomb walk offs, Steve. Right, right. Yeah, she's good. Anyway, now, I'm not going to bury you for that. Though. I'm not going to bury you for that. I don't care anymore. I, uh, there was All a point right, in good. my life where I might uh, tease or bully or something like that, but uh, I'm not in high school anymore. And also, I've already admitted that I'm a kind of a closet Taylor Swift fan. So, oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, everyone anyway. was yelling at Taylor. Remember about the high price of her tickets there a few months ago? Oh, were they? That was something uh, crazy. And then, yeah, check it out, folks. Go look for yourself. Adele, go buy a ticket for Adele and Bruno Mars. You can probably scalp it for (laughs) (laughs) 20,000. No doubt. Um, Speaking of pop stars, I want to tackle what I consider to be the biggest issue facing hockey fans today, at least in my neck of the woods. And it has to do with uh, Katy Perry's Skip the Dishes ad. Oh, I I like that ad. Do you get that out there? You do, I guess. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. No, it, it plays, I don't know, every Ottawa Senator game, it seems to play eight to 10 times and no. has for the last couple of years, it feels like. And I've yeah. just had it. I mean, she's dressed up in all those costumes, I think. Yeah. And it's well done. It's beautifully done. And and she's not hard to look at. And I get all mm-hmm. that. I like her. Her music is fine. So it all went very well, but I'm, I'm a million miles past the saturation point with this ad. Something's got to give because I've now heard skip the dishes, the song more times than I've heard. Born to Run, Stairway to Heaven, and 1877 Cars for Kids combined. Yeah. <laughs> Something's got to happen. I can't yeah. watch that any longer. And sometimes when we touch, Steve, the great Dan Hill. By Dan Hill. Yeah, you forgot that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, I've, well, I don't know. You're, are you on to something about commercials driving people crazy? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how many commercials. You're right. Again. Yeah. Rearing its ugly head because I watched a bunch of stuff this weekend. Yeah. Well, this is the worst. This is worse than the gambling ads, which are also they're right ubiquitous. up there. Yeah. So anyway, let's jump in here. We got lots to get to, and why don't we take our first time out? When we come back, we'll talk about the Ottawa Senators and all the stuff that's been going on with them, including the fact that it looks like one of the bids for the team is going to surpass nine hundred million dollars. Speaking of inflation. Yeah, uh, the James Reimer story, some other controversies going on around uh, the world of hockey, and Aaron Rodgers all still ahead after these words. Sanctuary. It's just a wish away at the Lincoln Wish Event. Right now at Jim K. Lincoln, receive a $2,000 winter bonus on the 2022 Lincoln Corsair or 2022 Lincoln Nautilus. Or add Sanctuary to your list by ordering a 2023 Lincoln model. Contact Jim K. Lincoln before it's too late and make that wish of yours a reality. For more details, visit Jim K. Lincoln in Orleans or jimklincoln.com. Looking to buy or sell your home? The Glenn Walton Real Estate Team can help. Glenn helped me sell a home a couple of years ago and did so much for us, including staging. You have to stage in this market. You have to present homes online well because... Buyers' expectations have changed and they're so knowledgeable now. They go online and they can see the photos. If they don't like the photos and it doesn't present well online, they're not going to go see the home. 
And don't forget, buyers who list with Glenn receive a $500 gift card to any store as a closing gift. Visit glennwalton.com. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. All right, welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Controversy Corner right out of the gate. We've got uh, San Jose Shark goalie James Reimers getting a lot of grief because he didn't take part in the pregame warm-up on Saturday night, saying that the team's decision to wear pride-themed jerseys in support of the LGBTQ community runs counter to his religious beliefs. Here's a statement. And by the way, James Reimer is about the nicest guy that I've ever encountered in the NHL. Like, Mm -hmm. really, really nice. Anyway. He writes in his statement, I have no hate in my heart for anyone, and I have always strived to treat everyone I encounter with respect and kindness. In this specific instance, I'm choosing not to endorse something that is counter to my personal convictions, which are based on the Bible, the highest authority in my life. I strongly believe that every person has value and worth, and the LGBTQ community, like all others, should be welcomed in all aspects in the game of hockey. And uh, that's basically the statement right there, James. I'll let you have first go at this. Well, a couple things. Uh, I think he's entitled to that. Uh, I I do. I don't think anyone should be able to tell anyone uh, what they have to believe in or stand for. So um, here's the other thing is I I think they got to stop Stevie, uh, whether these are political views or, or a certain stand that people take. Why I I don't get why professional sports leagues have the, um, the 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 feeling that they have to make a statement on this stuff because if if I stand for another cause, Steve, um, you're you're getting you're getting close now to having every single game to say I need you guys to take a stand on the death penalty. I need you to take a stand on healthcare, abused animals, impaired driving. Speeding, women's rights, equal pay. Yeah. The Innocence Project, Steve, you know, uh, abortion, legalizing pot, speeding. You know, there, there, so there, there's, there's many, many, many different causes that people, uh, want to, want to stand for that others don't, mm-hmm. you know. And I think you're, you're, you know, are you pushing these things down people's throats? Yeah, I, I I don't like the expectation that is put on professional sports leagues to have to take a stand, and and I th- like I say I think they're you know if you want to do that well, then you better do this, mm-hmm. then you then then you better come forward, and I want to know what you think about, uh, you know, sexual predators living in communities, early parole for murder you know, for felons, you know, on and on, Steve, you know? Uh, well, this is why I like sports so much in that uh, it's a getaway. It's an escape from talking about all those things in the rest of the day. And now it's, you're just as likely when you fire up Sportsnet and listen to the panel, you're just as likely to hear a conversation about all those things. Like, like, like it's almost like sports as and hockey in particular uh, has woken up and decided that, uh, yeah, we're going to be the uh, leaders on that as if the rest of the world isn't talking about that 24-7 outside of sports. I don't agree with this stance. There's a good chance your creator's not going to ban you from heaven because you wore a hockey jersey for 20 minutes to let right. everybody know that everybody is welcome You're in your arena. No one's asking you to endorse anything beyond that. That said, 
I'm not going to I'm not going to rip James Reimer to pieces or go on a witch hunt about it. He has his beliefs, and I guess, Jimmy, we're going to find out in the afterlife if he was right about them or not. Moving on here in Controversy Corner. Yeah, sure. Uh, we've got uh, this story of Daniel Briere's son that popped up here in the last week. Uh, Daniel Briere right now, longtime Philadelphia Flyer, Arizona Coyote, I want to say, and bumped around a little while. He had a good career. I think he made... Mm-hmm. Uh, for perspective, he probably made about $50 million in his NHL playing career. Mm-hmm. Now he's the interim general manager of the Philadelphia Flyers. Well, his son, Carson, is uh, playing college hockey. Mercyhurst is where he's playing. Mm-hmm. He thought it'd be hilarious to push a wheelchair down the stairs at a bar. Right. He and his buddy are caught on camera, chatting it up at the top of some stairs. And at the bottom of the stairs, I guess, are the washrooms. Mm-hmm. And so... He and his buddy are there chatting, and uh, they decided it'd be hilarious to grab the wheelchair and throw it down the stairs. And lots of people had a lot to say about that. And there was a woman who had to be carried down the stairs to use the washroom. She was a patron. And now, um, you know, because the video went viral on the internet, now you've got a situation where Daniel Breer had to put out an, an apology, and I believe uh, his son Carson also uh, had an apology in that as well. But uh, it looks like, based on the tweet that Sidney Benes, who owned the wheelchair, uh, a GoFundMe page is what is going to pay for the repairs to her wheelchair, which I found mm-hmm. fairly appalling that the Briere family, with the uh, aforementioned, I don't know, $50 million that he earned right. in his career, why aren't they handling the repairs? Or maybe a brand new wheelchair, or maybe the greatest wheelchair money can buy after right. doing something so stupid and pointless. Right. Right. I, I agree. I agree when, uh, you know, the Philly should have just cut that off right at the right at the right at the head of it, you know, and go, no, no, you know, get the girl or wheelchair. That, so the only, you, you know, you got to ask yourself, OK, I want to talk to the kid, the other dude. I saw it. I saw the video. Uh, it, it looks like it was kind of like this, this afterthought, right? They're shooting the shit at the top of the stairs. And it looks like a guy just sort of glances down. I, I don't think they're talking to each other, is my guess, about booting the wheelchair down the stairs. Uh, that wasn't the sense I got from it. I got Like, they're getting ready to walk in. They're shooting the shit. And then they turn around and go, oh, what's this? Bang, and kick it down the stairs. Well, first, uh, first Carson Beer sits in it and pushes the wheels a few feet and oh, then, okay. get, then gets up out of it. And this is all happening at the landing, right, at the top of the stairs. And then his buddy basically turns it around and kind of sets it up so they can be pushed oh. down the stairs. And Briere is the one who actually shot it down the stairs. And the two of them just walked away and started drinking beer in the bar like nothing had happened. Okay. And uh, so that's what it, that's what actually happened. Okay. So uh, th- that doesn't dismiss the act. The only excuse, Steve, that, that, that this guy could have is to say, why did you do that? Okay. And there's he might have two responses. He might have one. He might have none. He might have 50 different reasons. The only one that would work for me, Steve, is if the guy said, I've got a massive drinking problem and I'm blacked out on my feet. Right. That would be the only thing that I'd go, okay, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta get your drinking in order. But, but that would be the, I, I can't think of any other reason. I've been thinking about it for two days since I thought on and off, you know, and then if a guy came forward and went, you know what I do, I, I black out on my feet when I drink too much. Right. And I had no idea what we're doing. Okay. You go, okay. Uh, is that the case with your buddy too? Is that the case with him as well? Uh, oh, I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah, he does. You know, I, that that would be the only acceptable explanation. It seems odd, you know, that I would, but but that would be the only reason I accept that. You know, he's been suspended. He got suspended by his school, and so we'll see how it goes from here. But uh, yeah, I mean, the thing about apologies, it's like. Are you apologizing because you really felt bad or are you apologizing because you got caught? And I think right. 100% of the people listening right now would think the latter. And so uh, we'll see how that plays out. But at the very least, I mean, it sounds like she's getting enough money through this GoFundMe page to get her wheelchair repaired. Right. But uh, they they, they got to be in on that thing. I mean, they got to be, again, unbelievable wheelchair, maybe a backup one and maybe a sizable investment yeah. to the charity of her choice. Like, make this thing right. She wasn't injured, per se. It had to be disappointing to be, you know, getting carried out of the women's washroom. And then all of a sudden, seeing basically your modes of transportation is, you know, dented and banged up because somebody decided to chuck it down the stairs for a laugh. Um, they, 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 They could easily have made that right by now. And it doesn't sound like they have. And Again, he's apologized, says, I'm deeply sorry for my behavior. No excuse for my actions. I'll do whatever I can to make up for this serious lack of judgment. Still waiting, buddy. Still waiting. Yeah. And and listen, um, you know, um, you know, the t- t- Team Canada, right? The junior team, right? With with the terrible news of what happened in London and down, down east, right? There's still, you know, that thing's still percolating, I think, right? To find out. Uh, everything that's happened. I, when that happened, you know, I mean, this has to do with that, that um, LG, you know, it's the San Jose day too, about, you know, about them taking a stand. And I, and I said, you know, I, I, I think people got to stop looking at the organizations and what having, you know, having to, to be forced to do something. It's the same thing. I said, you can't, you can't be blaming hockey Canada all the time for the actions of individuals. Um, and I guess in this case too, this kid's older than 18, I'm assuming, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. He's 22 or 23. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think you can, you can blame the Philly organization. I don't think you can blame his dad. I think it's very, you know, a smart play for sure to step up and go, look, we don't have to do this. You wouldn't say that, but, but I don't, you know, you can't, you can't blame all the, you know, hockey and the, and the hockey culture and the teams and all these other stuff. But, um, so yeah, let's- no, it's, yeah, I agree with you. I, it is certainly not on the Philadelphia Flyers or on Daniel Briere. God knows there's lots of guys listening right now whose sons have done something moronic. Hell, most of the people listening in their child, childhood or, you know, teen, formative years did something moronic. Maybe not to that extent, but, uh, right. uh certainly. It is there is an affiliation there, and you'd think that uh, you know there would be something to help make the thing right. Right, and uh, right. we'll we'll leave it at that. Uh, also, with controversy corner, new okay. segment on the show because it just happens to be a bunch of controversy right now. I don't know yeah. if you saw the game Sens and the Avalanche on Thursday night. One of the more bizarre goals you will ever see. I can't recall the Sens getting screwed over worse than they did on this particular play. Totally. I would. Totally. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe the 2015 playoffs, the Hamburglar run. It's game six in the first round, and JG Pajo scores a goal that the referee lost sight of the puck. Quick whistle. And so when Pajot scores to tie the game at one in game six, it's disallowed. 
And that's the last goal that would be scored. Or, sorry, it was one nothing at that stage, and Montreal would score an empty netter and win it two nothing. And uh, that would have changed the dynamic of not just the game but the series if that goal had counted. That might be the only one, but it wasn't nearly as bizarre as this. Like right. to see Lars Eller bury the fifth goal to give Ottawa or give Colorado a five two lead on Ottawa near the end of the second period. It was a goal that should never have counted. Like for starters, it looked like icing, but okay, comes down and Mad Sogard. It was icing. Didn't look uh, like it was icing. (laughs) I think so. But Mad Sogard jumps on the puck as it comes down the ice, and he's probably already a little confused, like why wasn't there icing? But okay, sits on the puck for three or four seconds. Uh, Frederick Lequier, number seventeen, the referee is staring at, I guess, over near Mad Sogard. He's got the whistle in his mouth, and for like I say, three, four seconds, he fails mm-hmm. to blow it. Meanwhile, Jake Sanderson sends defenseman, and uh, I think it was O'Connor for Colorado. They're just standing there in front of Sogard, not competing any longer. It's over. Mm-hmm. They, think the, they think the play's dead. Right. The only guy that knew was Lars Eller. He rolled in and said, I don't think I heard a whistle here, so I'm going to get in here and start cramming at the puck, and he eventually shoves puck and goalie pad into the net. Score! It counts! Right. Five right. to two at that stage, and Colorado wins five to four. So that was a tough loss for Ottawa on top of being a bizarre way to lose a hockey game. What did you think of it? Well, it, I guess the I guess the not blowing it icing is because it, it, it looks like the, it may be a shot on net, right? It looks like it's, it's close, right? It's close. Not really. It caroms right, right. off the end boards and it, not really yeah. close at all. Anyway, that... Um, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen, Steve. That's like, I, I, you know what's next, Steve? You know what's next? Is a guy has a penalty, okay? He's in the box, Steve. Two-minute tripping, okay? Yeah. And and after he's been in there 45 seconds, he jumps on the ice and scores a goal. And they go, yeah, that's allowed. Okay, we we might have missed uh, something there, but, but we're going to allow that. That's what this thing looks like. I yeah. guess you can do anything, Steve. You know, you can, yeah. you know, I don't know, throw seven guys on the ice and then, you know, ju- get to the other two guys to step off. I'm being yeah. ridiculous, but am I? No Steve? more ridiculous than Frederick Lequier who made that call. And I found it interesting. So talk about being a brute for punishment. So again, Lequier is the referee, one of the referees in that Colorado Ottawa game. The next night or two nights later, Ottawa is back at home again, this time hosting the hated Leafs. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on edge because half the building is, or maybe more, is filled with Leaf fans. Yes. And guess who gets assigned to that game? I'm sure it was pre-assigned, but there's Lequier once again. And so the Leafs are up with, by a goal with two minutes to play. And triumphantly, uh, it was Alex Debrinkit who ties the game with under two minutes to go. Unfortunately, Debrinket was offside, and it got called back on the offside challenge. Guess who made right. the announcement to the Ottawa faithful? Yes, the aforementioned Frederick Lequier. <laughs> Why wouldn't you let the other referee make the announcement? You're already public enemy number one in Bytown here. Jeez. Yeah. You know what Lequier rhymes with, Steve? What? Shitty referee. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying there? Okay. <laughs> He certainly was those uh, that uh, he certainly was on Thursday night. There's no doubt about that. He's been around for a while. Um, I don't know what his track record is uh, in terms of how he's ranked among NHL officials, but uh, yeah, he was bottom of the bottom of the ladder, bottom rung on the ladder on Thursday night. There's no doubt about that. When we come yeah, back Lequ- on the show, well, I was just going to say, Lequier, before we go to break, um, 
Lequeish, he should have just stayed being a player, Steve. A lot of people don't know uh, the time he spent with the Minnesota North Stars. Yes. And uh, maybe is. that's affected him now as a, as yeah. a linesman or referee. Yeah. You missed a couple in a row, I think, now. And so it's uh, good to see you back on the North Star horse. <laughs> <laughs> I could mention a couple of other people who used to be to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you oh. and I have beards. We do. Yeah. Yeah. And yours is as gray as mine. I'm yeah. glad. Yeah, no, it's uh, you know, your your mustache is okay, but you've got the you and I on the chinny chin chin. Yeah, it's been like that okay. for a long time. I've got the dark mustache, but the totally white chin. And so, any promo video I did, yeah, for the station back in the day, and it's been this way for fifteen years. It it always looked like I had the big uh, giant handlebar mustache going on. Because mm-hmm. you showing your mind, it. so you feel okay about being old. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it, uh, that is helping. Actually, that is helping. Uh, we'll take a time out on the program when we like return. Yeah. <laughs> Had a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> the Sens are apparently, uh, well, looking at $900 million if uh, if the deal closed today for the sale of the franchise. Uh, Jonathan Taves is seriously considering retirement, and Aaron Rodgers will get into that as well. Coming up after these words. Sanctuary. It's just a wish away at the Lincoln Wish Event. Right now at Jim K. Lincoln, receive a $2,000 winter bonus on the 2022 Lincoln Corsair or 2022 Lincoln Nautilus. Or add Sanctuary to your list by ordering a 2023 Lincoln model. Contact Jim K. Lincoln before it's too late and make that wish of yours a reality. For more details, visit Jim K. Lincoln in Orleans or jimklincoln.com. A great way to make you and your business stand out from the rest is starting your own podcast. And my company, CapitalPodcast.ca, makes it easy and fun. I'll jump online with you wherever you and your guests are and produce your show remotely, and I handle every step of the podcast process for you. All you have to worry about is being the expert that you are. Your listeners are potential customers and begin to see you as the friendly expert in your field. Check us out today, CapitalPodcast.ca. Uh, okay, welcome back to the show. According to Sportsnet and 32 Thoughts, the Ottawa Senators have at least one bid for the franchise right now as they look to sell the team that surpasses $900 million. Right. I hope we can get to one billion so we can use that uh, Austin Powers clip. One billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's never, never been used. Yeah, good one. But uh, I'll stop it. Um, Fifty million. Fifty million is what this franchise uh, entered the league for in uh, nineteen ninety two. That's a pretty good turning um, turning around an investment. From going fifty million to nine hundred million plus, and this thing's not done yet. Right. Uh, I've done auctions before, Stevie. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've done auctions and uh, I do one, for example, I do one up in Sudbury. When I go to that golf tournament, they have a, they have an auction on the Friday where they, they auction off the top 16 guys. Okay. And there is a, and I'll get to my example why I'm using this. So there's a, there's a guy who always makes the top 16. Yeah. He's a local guy. He's been doing it for years. He's won the tournament multiple times. And his father uh, comes to the auction that night, always. And no matter what, Steve, he buys his son. He's been doing it for years. So I'm going, this This might be the easiest auction ever to, to get top dollar. Right. 
Like he's just, there's just, it's, it's, there's no way he's not getting the first choice. Like it's, it's choice of the field sort of thing. And he just keeps outbidding people and, and pays way too much money. I get the same feeling with uh, Ryan Reynolds here. I don't know why, but I get the feeling now that he's saying, I'm getting this fucking team no matter what, no matter what. And uh, although that being said, everyone thought, uh, everyone thought the, the bidding would get to that, right? Around mm-hmm. a billion, right? They, they, it was 700 for a while. And everyone said, no, no, that's way. Cause if, if it's only 700, you're going to have up 52,000 guys bidding on the team. Yeah. Because that, that's undervalued, regardless of how good the team is, right? Yeah. Seattle and so, Vegas went for 650 million for an expansion fee. So to get a team that is ready made and, and a pretty exciting core, mm-hmm. you knew that there was going to be, and not to mention, the, you know, the downtown arena opportunity. Having said that, you know, Vegas, not exactly your grandfather's expansion team going to the Stanley Cup final in their very first year. So I shouldn't just dismiss expansion teams that's the the one outlier that's for sure but uh yeah i mean the just the auction process and uh, the number of people interested that's uh this is going to drive up the price right. obviously and ryan reynolds is basically tied his wagon to a toronto developer named the remington group mm-hmm. i think if um if that group does not win uh, i really feel like ryan reynolds should just go to the group that is the winner. I, I feel like right. just sh- shake hands with Remington. Okay. It's been fun, been real. Right. I'm going over here because these guys want me now. I think, yeah, he, I think he will be involved if the NHL is any say in it and they do a big say. Uh, I think Ryan Reynolds will be one of the owners. The only thing I think that could stymie things is that one thing I know about billionaires, not all of them, but the good number of them have a good, healthy ego. Right. And, if you're the owner of a pro sports franchise, one of the perks of that is the FaceTime you get, the attention you get, the spotlight mm-hmm. on you. If you've got Ryan Reynolds in tow as a part owner, how much airtime are you getting? That's the only thing that I think could twist things away from Ryan Reynolds being a part owner of the Ottawa Senators starting, I would say, before summer hits, that's for sure. Uh, a couple more things before we wrap up here. Uh, Hawks captain Jonathan Tay seriously considering retirement. The reality is it might be taken out of his hands. I don't know how much interest right. is going to be yeah. in Jonathan Tay's. He's uh, just finishing up his contract. He had the same contract as Patrick Kane, and obviously they're, they're thought of very differently around the league. The right. Rangers gave up a bunch of stuff to bring in Kane at the deadline this year, so he gives them a better chance to win a cup this year, whereas Tay's, He's been injury prone. He had some sort of disease, I think, a disorder of some kind that uh, he's got behind him now. But he's just, you know, he's not he's not anywhere near the player he once was, and he's just about to finish off a ten million dollar a year contract. You're making ten million dollars in the league, and now in a new contract, if he decides to set up shop somewhere other than Chicago, I don't know if you can pay Jonathan Taves more than three max right. at this right. stage in his career of what he's able to offer certainly a great leader and everything but uh i would wonder if you'd uh maybe want to go wire to wire with the same club because even if he gets another season in i don't think it'll be much more than a year or two more at this thing and he's already got the, more money than his great great grandkids could ever spend right right we'll see uh yeah well rusty russ Cortnell's always said you know you, you know 95% of the time you get retired. Yeah. You know? Although the announcement may be, uh, I've decided to, you know, step away from the game. Yeah. 
That may have come from your boss, right? <laughs> yeah. And so lastly, I want to uh, get back to Controversy Corner because it slipped out sure. of my slipped out of the corner. It oozed out of the corner uh, and uh, I missed it. But uh, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League is going to ban fighting starting next season. And what do you think of having fighting removed? Now, uh, it's, I've, I've found over the last few days it's been worded badly. Like fighting since the beginning of time has always been banned. It's just that five minutes is not enough of a deterrent to keep it from happening again. And so people think, okay, the NHL lost fighting. That's, I'm splitting hairs here, I suppose. But they're obviously the Q- QMJHL. They haven't decided what it's going to be, but they're going to put in wildly uh, harsh punishment for people who fight in the game to make sure that uh, it's not even an option anymore. What do you think of that? The one thing cool about the NHL is you do have you do have minor league uh, systems where you can try stuff, where where you can experiment with it, where you can give it a whirl, you know, and 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 before you make a decision, uh, which which has been proven where the league goes ahead and single handedly changes something, you know, foot in the crease or shit like that, and then it backfires on them, right? Going, you should we should have thought about this a little bit or experimented with it. Baseball, right? Baseball's done it. They didn't they didn't jump in with a bunch of rule changes, so that's kind of cool, right? To say okay. You know, this this is an aberration here, you know, to to think about, it, you know, banning fighting completely. Uh, well, let's give it a whirl. Let's give it a whirl and see what happens. Now, that being said, Russ goes, you want to do that? There's going to be so many dangerous plays, so many cheap um, uh, penalties or, yeah. or, or infractions that guys are going to try and hurt guys. They're going to slash them. They're going to spear them. They're going to, you know, cross-check them in the neck. You know, that people are going to try and hurt guys. You know, going, yeah, well, that's no problem. You can't hurt me. Mm-hmm. You can't fight me, right? And and I I totally agree with that. I totally agree with it. Yeah, it comes down to this. It's, it's going to be up to the referees and the NHL Department of Player Safety to now up their game to keep players safe out there because without any ability to police themselves, there's... You know, the onus is now really, really on the officials to call this thing right. Yeah. But I think, you know, it, I feel like eliminating fighting makes no sense because they're doing it in the name of, okay, keep in mind, these are teenagers. These are kids. Most of these guys aren't going to be in the NHL. So we don't want them getting into fist fights, even in particular situations where you have a 20 year old and a 16 year old. You know, you remember how small some 16 year olds can be. That's mm-hmm. fine. That's a noble cause. I agree with all that. But how do you keep body checking in the game? Body checking puts way more kids in the hospital than fighting ever did. Right. That seems weird to me. Yeah. It, it, you know, like like if you two-handed me, Steve, you know, if you gave me a two-hander across the back of the, 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 the shins, you know, mm-hmm. across the back of my calves, you two-handed me. And I'm, you know, and I see that and I'm your teammate. I'm skating over right now, and I'm going to punch you in the fucking head. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to protect you, right? That's just human nature, right? Mm-hmm. And and don't kid yourself. You know, human nature, gut reaction, uh, uh, impulse behavior comes out a lot in sports, right? You can't help it. You can't help it. So, where does that lead to now? If you can't fight, well, I'll just, I guess, I'll just two hand them in the back of the head. Yeah. You know, so that's is that an extreme? I, I it, it may be. It may be. I think the league did a good job, and everyone agreed. 
that they got to get, you know, they had to get rid of stage fighting, right? I mean, I grew up in that era. When I moved to Edmonton and I got my ticket, Stevie, and I went, it was like, let's go to the game tonight, okay? Stu Grimson's here with Calgary, and and we got, we, we've got Dave Brown, okay, who's coming on our, you know, like, let's go. And they would drop, they drop the gloves, Steve, before they, before they drop the puck. Yeah. You know, it was, so they got rid of that. They had to, you know, they had to get rid of that. So the good news is, no matter what level of hockey you're talking about, from the NHL to the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, the good news is no one is forcing anyone to play this game. Like, mm-hmm. you've eliminated fighting in the Q- QMJHL. Don't ever think that the game is safe. The game is actually dangerous, uh, even in non-contact hockey. You know, you're, you see in girls' hockey, for example, it's all kinds of concussions because one side is skating like crazy at one end and the other side is coming in the opposite direction constantly in any of those types of sports, um, yeah. soccer, football, hockey, there always is going to be big time collisions. So it's not safe and right. uh, it's not going to be safe even after you eliminate fighting. The question is, will it at least be a little more safe or will it get worse because of the rats running the show as a result? Right. Well, I live in a I live in a town, Steve, and I'm a fan of a of a team that uh, the, the Oilers are the barometer of of the what can happen if you eliminate fighting because they have Connor McDavid, okay, yep. who's the who's the Fabergé egg, you know, as Russ calls him, okay, you don't, yeah. And the other night, uh, it happens from time to time. There's a knee on knee on on Connor McDavid. Right. And I looked at it, right? And I'm like, I think I think the guy kicked his knee out a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? And so now what? Now what? Are you serious? You're going to take Connor McDavid down? Now what do you do? I might be for, you know what? Eight guys can go and beat him up. You know, eight guys jump off the bench. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's Absolutely. like until it happens to you, it's and 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 me being a fan, you know, of, of, of Connor McDavid. And, you know, I, I look at it and go, someone's got to beat the shit out of that guy, you know? Yeah. So. No, and, and the funny thing is, is that um, we'll wrap it up with this, that when you ask a hundred NHL fans, what they think of the officiating, you're not going to get any of them giving a 10 out of 10. And there'll be a lot of the people, in fact, that give poor marks out. There's a lot of frustration with officiating in the NHL, like our conversation about the Sens Colorado game on Thursday night. And now, mm-hmm. now you're putting the player safety exclusively in their hands. So, in your example of McDavid getting his, you know, knee on knee hit there, uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to rely on these same people that you're so dissatisfied with, the referees, to make sure Connor McDavid is safe moving forward. That's we haven't we haven't reached that stage. Obviously, we're only right. talking about a junior hockey league story, but it's it's probably going that way, and uh, we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah. Before we go, I got a text. Uh, or a message from a guy who listens uh, to our show. This is Benables and, and yours, I, I gather. And, he, and uh, as you know, my daughter, Sydney, now has been uh, um, looking after doing the what you did for yes. many years yes. on the Suspendables. And I give her lots of love, right? Because it's, it's, it's a tough game. And the guy said, uh, you sure give your daughter a lot more love than you ever gave Steve. <laughs> Okay. Okay. And I said, well, she's my fucking daughter, you know, and, and yet Stevie, I've got to, uh, the the only reason Sydney was allowed to do this and be able to do it is because what, as, because the way you set it up for her, 
uh, for all those years. So I said, yeah, no, I do got to give my buddy some love. And uh, so I really appreciate that all those years and all the effort and all the, all the, uh, downloading and, and editing and all that. If, if not for you, no one else would ever be able to do it. So I thank you for that, Stevie boy. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'll also, um, I appreciate that. I'll also go with a, a listener email from one of our best listeners, Marcus. And he's saying, uh, cause we're, uh, I think we're four weeks away from our 900th episode. And oh. he, want, he wants to know, have you guys got anything special going on for episode 900? Dirty word spelling bee for old time's sake. Maybe the official retirement of the Minnesota North Stars air quotes joke. No, no, um, no, no. How about uh, Patreon members setting up Jimmy on a blind date? On that note, is his hot cousin still alive? That's from Marcus. I think that was Buzz's hot cousin, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, I had a couple of hot cousins. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. A couple Mo- of mother in law, hot cousin. There was no stopping you. Stevie, yeah, I haven't deferred to you yet on this, and I'd like to. Okay, uh, they won four or five multiple Oscars, including Best Picture, a couple of supporting actor roles, and and one or two other things. Okay, uh-huh. have you seen that movie? Everything, everywhere, all at once. It looked really frantic. I only saw the trailer Steve, for it. I, I, if you go ahead and watch that thing, okay, and. I, immediately you're going to go, this thing won the Oscar? Or no, actually, it's going to be more like this. This thing won an Oscar? Yeah. An Oscar. It's, it's going to change the way movies are made, Steve. It is. It's futuristic. It's bizarre. They call it a comedy. I, You know, I tried to rewatch it, looking at it from a comedic point of view. I got sucked in like it was real. It's about alternate universes. All this shit. You hated all it? All this shit. And it won the best picture. You hated it. I hated it. I hated it for an award winner. Well, that's how I felt I've, when I watched Parasite a couple of years ago. I don't know if you saw Parasite. No, they won Best Oscar? They yeah. won Best Picture? Yeah, I like we're talking two, three, four years ago. And I watched every, okay, I, I saw, okay, it's the best picture. We'll have a look at it. And uh, I, I just didn't get it. I just, okay, that was that was an hour and a half I'm never going to get back. Actually, I think it was yeah. longer than that. So, yeah, no, me and Oscar don't get along. We do not have the same taste in yeah. music, in uh, movies. The other one is the Chris Rock. You know, these guys are all doing, you know, Netflix is pun- punching out stand-up specials about every hour. And uh, so I watched the latest by Chris Rock, you know, out of curiosity, right, about the whole Will Smith thing. And uh, he just wasn't that funny, you know? And I think it's because they're kind of, it's not, the expression isn't hog-tied. What is it, Steve? Tongue-tied? <laughs> No, tongue tied. No, uh, they're they're kind of tied up. They're restricted in what they can say, um, you know, because he just didn't let loose enough. Like I know Chris Rock, you didn't but think I think so? I think one of his funniest was <laughs> when he finally got around to uh, how how Will Smith hurt him. Right. Yeah, that's all I and saw he, that part. Yeah, and he said he punched me in the head. You know, yes, it did hurt, but. But what's he yelling at me for and punching me in the face when his wife cheated on him multiple times? Yeah, yeah. He throws that into the special. You know, oh, yeah. Like, Whoa. And how many times oh. did he call Will Smith a bitch? Right. Like maybe 10 times in a row, something like that. And he even like said something about the fact that, uh, you know, we uh, have any of us had to deal with that where the person that cheated on them interviews them. 
Oh, and yeah. I, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I, um, you know, I, I went down and my son's buddy. Your thoughts? <laughs> you know? I cheated yeah, on she you. she calls them. It's the two. It's called the red table, Stevie. Yes. Her, like her and Will are sitting at this red table. And and somehow this guy's like nodding in agreement with her that it was okay. And she instead of cheating, she called it, I got into an entanglement. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway, <sighs> they should go away. They should stop doing anything public. Agreed. Uh, anyway. We're going to call it a day right there. Don't forget that our website is stevewproject.com. New little thing that I'm doing is a project called Minor Hockey Magazine. Bunch of uh, minor hockey coaches going to be chiming in on uh, some uh, kids' first takes on the world of minor hockey. So check that out. Podcast? Well. Uh, not a podcast yet. Who knows? But for now, it's mm-hmm. uh, articles. And so uh, we invite you to check that out. Uh, you've got the suspendables. Uh, other projects we're up to. SendsNationHockey.com. And uh, yeah, so good and busy these days. So You want me to do your parents' life story for your own? Um, Get a hold of me. Oh, okay, good. I think you're asking me personally in mine. No, I, I don't care no about longer. your life. I, I'm thinking of someone else. Yeah, my parents are no longer with us, so. Yeah, nor are mine. Yeah. It's a tough story yeah. to do. Yeah, really. I'll go, you know, to find them and get yeah. them to. Yeah. Uh, an uncomfortable end of the program right there. <laughs> Enjoy your week, ladies and gentlemen. We talk to you next week. Good night, everybody. We'll see you.